Uh, this is Michael Dolce, host of the Secrets of the Sire podcast. A really cool thing that we're doing now is we are actually going to be doing some Sire Spotlight podcasts, which isolates some of our really great celebrity interviews we've had. We've had so many talented musicians, so many talented actors, actresses, you know, everything um, in the two plus years of running the show. Um, plus, as a job that I do with AM New York, I got a lot of great audio with some musicians like Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Uh, Ed Kowalczyk from Live that I've kind of run in the past, um, but haven't had a chance to really put on the podcast. Um, so we're calling it Sire Spotlight. Um, we're brought to you this week by Jolly Jane. You can check them out in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, this kickoff uh, episode is going to be Christy Carlson Romano from Kim Possible. Got to interview her at Wizard World Chicago. Big shout out to the Wizard World people for you know setting this up for us. Uh, it ran last week's podcast, but we figured we would isolate this one and give it to you. So, without further ado, um, feast your eyes on Christy Carlson Romano from Kim Possible. This is Michael Dolce from Secrets of the Sire here at Wizard World Chicago with the lovely and talented Christy Carlson Romano of Kim Possible fame. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Very, very good. So, my first question is always, uh, I'm fascinated when there's uh, child stars that are able to you know, grow up, be normal, and, and have this, like, working life, you know, how did you deal as a teenager with all these responsibilities? You were on two different shows, Even Stevens, and then and then, uh, and then Kim Possible as well, too. I mean, how did you deal with all that? You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure that I would say that I am that normal, <laughs> or that I've completely come out of it unscathed. I've definitely had um, some growth. You know, I think I was lucky because... Um, I didn't have the social media when I was, you know, at the height of my childhood fame. And um, I was able to kind of be, you know, I went to college. I had normal college experiences. Um, I've had lots of different, like, relationships fail. And I've, I've lived my life. You know, I've traveled. And I never had to deal with the paparazzi. I've never had to deal with people like you know, caring about what I'm doing and tracking my whereabouts. <laughs> so I definitely think that has a lot to do with it. And um, I think I also wasn't the type of person to lean into that type of stuff. Like, I think that some people want that because they know that it's like a marker for their career. For me, I didn't think that that was important. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, that's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the downer questions. Now we'll get to the fun questions. Kim Possible, um, take me through that series what are your highlights what comes to mind when you're when you're voicing it or you're watching it after is there something about that show um that you can look back and just you know smile oh yeah anytime i think of kim possible anytime i see kim possible anytime i hear the ringtone it just makes me smile because there's nothing but good memories there i mean the creators are so talented I've, i work with them on big hero six now i'm a recurring character and i have a lot of fun with them and that's my question later we, we, Segways, segways. Sure, I know. I'm very good with segways, but sometimes I jump the gun. So um, I see them, and, 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 and it's like I see Will at Comic-Cons, and like we have a blast. So there's nothing but positive memories there. Now, that's an excellent segue. My question is, the Comic-Con experience, you've been doing some Comic-Cons now for a while. What's your takeaway from, from doing these shows? What impresses you? What amazes you? What, what makes you kind of like stop and just kind of shake your head? Honestly, I think it comes down to this being such a human experience. I think sometimes people think that Comic-Cons are sort of strange, but it's it's not. It's actually kind of fascinating to see people engage with people that mean something to them in that capacity and then, like, um, have these, like, human emotions. Like, I had somebody come up to me yesterday and, and say that he was bullied in his community, but that, you know, 
because of Kim Possible, he feels like he can take on the bullies in his community, and he's saved a kid from being hit by a car. Oh and, like, I mean, you know, he's handicapped, but, like, he he really um, really resonated with him the to be brave, and, like, that meant a lot to me. And then he gave me books for my little daughter, oh. and, like, I started crying. So <laughs> that was a human interaction that I had with him. I think what bugs me is when you see some actors who will remain nameless... Not as I don't even know if they're here, but they're at other cons, you know? I don't think Wizard World likes to work with people who are too much work. But there are some actors out there that are just a hot mess, and, like, I don't like seeing that. That bugs me. But, um, but I'm lucky that everyone that I've worked with and all the people that are affiliated with me, all the Boy Meets World people, yeah. that we're all pretty chill and happy and just, you know, love our fans. That's fantastic. Uh, so you talked about Big Hero 6, so let's jump into it. Talk to me about the new character and the new role and, and you know, working on something that has that you know comes from an Oscar winning animated series has gotta be pretty awesome. I really, really love Big Hero Six the movie, so I was like super jazzed to be a part of the actual series. Like I couldn't believe it. And then the fact that it was um, Mark and Bob, I was like, This is like coming home again. This is so cool. They're so perfect to write Big Hero Six because of Kim Possible. And they're doing a great job with it. They're not just doing, like, their version of Kim Possible action, you know, meets <laughs> Spear. They're, like, so adaptable. They're so amazing. They did Penguins of Madagascar before that, and I did an episode for them. But now they've brought me back to work with them again, and I just love it. I'm a character called Trina. I'm not allowed to exactly say what I am, because I haven't, I haven't been... Break news, break news. It's okay. But I am Trina. Trina is affiliated with a hero. So Hero and her have sort of like a uh, type of dynamic that keeps coming back. Fantastic. So, you know, how do you um, differentiate between doing voice acting and doing, uh, you know, live action? Because you're actually a jack of all trades. You've been on Broadway. You, you have, you know, I mean, you've, you, you're a singer. I mean, you know, what, what ex you know how, do you, how do you walk into each role and, and do it in a way that, that makes that role shine? Um, I think you have to do a little bit of work on firstly what type of character you want to be that's really important because well as it's different as an on-camera actor you have to think about where your strengths lie maybe how you want to challenge yourself like I just recently play, played a mom to a 16 year old which in and of itself it's challenging as a woman because I'm, I'm 34 and that is kind of like crazy but if you're playing it like she's 36 37 like she had her child young like, there's thoughts that have to go into that while before taking it, and then that informs everything you're doing once you get the job and how you're doing your character and all that. But if you're coming into an um, audition for a voiceover character, you have a take on it from the audition. And then if they think that maybe you can do something different, maybe they'll bring you in, or they'll just hire you because they like what you did. It's kind of like a crapshoot because there's so much talent out there. Last question, what do you prefer doing out of all the jack-of-trades that you are, are known for? To be honest, I really like directing. Um, See, now that's you know, completely left field. Love it. So I directed uh, my first feature that was called Christmas All Over Again. It was really cute. Uh, it's kind of like a Disney movie, but it didn't go on Disney. Lionsgate picked it up, so it's online. So Christmas All Over Again, check it out. Um, and it, it was my directorial debut, and I had a blast. It's fantastic. Well, if you're in the New York City area, please... Drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the show. You can come in. We'll do a great job. Okay, that was Christy Carlson Romano. Um, and again, the the just the interview itself was great. Like working with her was phenomenal. She um, she really uh, was really really 
bright and energetic, and you could tell she just really enjoyed being there. So once again, big thanks out to Wizard World for, for getting us there, and big thanks to you guys for tuning in on this one. This is a little experiment uh, that we're going to be doing every Monday. Um, we are going to call it something. It's a Sire Spotlight Monday. It's whatever the case is. Um, check out our sponsors in the lower right-hand corner of the screen, Jolly Jane. Go to jo uh, Secrets of the Sire slash Jolly Jane to go right to the Kickstarter page that they have running right now. Um, it's really cool. It's about a paramedic uh, who is also the uh, – who's been possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. So uh, it's definitely a really cool horror book. Um, we're going to have the creator on in a couple weeks. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, but this Sire Spotlight is going to be a home to all of our great celebrity interviews that we've done over the years. Um, and stuff we've got in the vault. So I'm actually really looking forward to this. Um, this is going to be a YouTube exclusive uh, move, though. So for now, enjoy it on Twitch. Enjoy it on Facebook Live. Enjoy it everywhere. But the idea is to, is to really move it to the YouTube page. So I really can ask if you go to YouTube.com slash Secrets of the Sire, unless you're already there, subscribe to us. Um, we need to get a lot of subscribers. We're really trying to build this up. Um, so we can start doing more of these kind of things and just bringing you really great interviews, bringing you great debate topics, which is what we do on the normal um, Secrets of the Sire podcast. This week, tune in. we got Thomas Ian Nicholas is going to be our guest um, on this week's podcast. Um, it's Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, or streaming live if you're watching us on any of the channels that you're watching us. Uh, we will be streaming live there as well, too. Chime in on the Facebook feed, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. And if you really feel generous, go to patreon.com slash Secrets of the Sire and support us. All right, I think I've done enough uh, plugging of, uh, of the show and everything like that. Tune in Wednesday. It's going to be great. Fall TV preview uh, to binge or not. And we're going to go through some fall TV preview shows uh, like Riverdale and Walking Dead and uh, do a little to binge or not binge uh, segment uh, this week as well, too. So we'll see you then.